Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sporting 160 EN podcast. Um, after a very tough result, we're here to talk about our Sporting. But let's get to the panel. Uh, start off with my very good friend, Steph. How you doing, bro? I'm not doing too good because uh, we lost against uh, the last team in uh, in uh, the the in, in our table tabling in Portugal standings in Portugal which is embarrassing it's there's no other way to put it but it's embarrassing if we want to be champions of Portugal and we lost against Portimonense uma marca de tabaco marca de vinho marca de fucking McDonald's or whatever it's embarrassing. 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 We lost against the last team of the standing in Portugal. É uma puta de uma vergonha. Uma puta de uma vergonha. Portanto, that's all I gotta say. Losing today after Benfica won against Porto, we could have gained round against a Portimonense. I mean, Braga <laughs> and Porto. I know, Portimonense, never mind. <laughs> I know. It's, a, it's an embarrassment. We play like a, a second division team. I thought we were Betamar. That's the tal da Vaid. Ei, meu Betamar. Opa, puta que pariu. Que puta de vergonha, meu hoje. I was watching the game and I had a bucket next to me puking. Um, pronto, não posso ser mais nada. All I can say is. Hoje uma puta de vergonha de perder contra o Portimonense que não vale uma merda, que é uma marca de tabaco, uma marca de vinho, uma marca de termoço, uma marca de provisos, uma marca de vegetais. É uma puta de uma vergonha. Pronto, that's all I gotta say, bro. Uma puta de uma vergonha. And that's the end of our podcast today. That's it. Puta de vergonha. That's all you guys know today that's how we feel <laughs> exactly and we also of course uh here um with uh nando here nando how are you doing bro i think uh <laughs> steph made that perfectly i don't yeah. know if i can add anything else other than like we yeah we could have gained ground on Portimonense. you know what <laughs> I mean? we could have distanced ourselves from last place a little better but yeah, yeah we, we fucked that up um, yeah dude it's um I, I, I was so angry that I decided I needed to call my mom, who doesn't really care about soccer, just to vent to her. And uh, she's sitting there being like, come on, man. You know, I really don't care about soccer like that. I was like, no, you're going to listen to this. this <laughs> I need somebody to talk to you know, right now. My girlfriend was like checking out because she's like, look, bro, you like, I, I can't uh, I can't help you with this one. It, it It's bad. It hurts. It sucks. It's embarrassing. And it's almost like you can only laugh at it. So, yeah, let's get started, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, we, we joke about it now, but we're only laughing or else we're crying. You know what I mean? It's uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, man, I've been battling the flu this this uh, past couple of days, but uh, I don't think I've ever felt so sick in my life until after this game. Um, anyways, uh, let's just jump into it. We'll talk about the game today right right now about Puti Menes, and then later on in the podcast, we'll talk about um, we'll talk about uh, our, our Europa League game where we miraculously came back in the last four minutes against Vorskla. And then we'll we'll briefly touch on the Minitimu game that we haven't touched on yet since our last podcast. But anyway, Steph, um, since you put it so elaborately, uh, tell me, man, what what went wrong today? What, why did we go out there and, and play the way we did after after you know after a classico and, and, and an arrival dropping dropping three points? Uh, it's it's very simple. Um, 
our coach sucks. We we would have been better, and I mean this in a good way, with uh, Paulinho, <clears throat> our Rupeiro, but uh, he's been in Sporting forever. And I mean, no disrespect to him, but I think he knows more about tactics, about the the, the team itself than Giuseppe Zedo. Giuseppe Zedo, yeah, he's, a, he's basically have the uh, testicles, the too much, the scorones, the tomato, comes in, in, in Francese, in Chinese, ching chong chong. Epa, it's bon con lingua. Ah, meu, I'm trilingual, bro. <laughs> I'm pissed because today we lost against the very last of the of the Portuguese league, the very last, the very last, and I'm I'm gonna say it like 20 times today on this podcast, and uh, it's embarrassing. Uh, I don't care what Sporting 160 João Pedro Zé says how they paint it. And the other podcasts and the Sporting TV and Giuseppe Zeiro. I'm saying it as a Sporting fan. From the United States of America, from Delaware, the basis Cottage, the basis uh, Sporting newspaper that loves the Sporting. And uh, today was an embarrassment. I'm, embar I'm embarrassed by our team. The way we played the way we allowed Portimonense to diminish us. I thought Portimonense at one point, they were Tottenham because they have the same jerseys. <laughs> I, I thought, hey, is it that guy contra Tottenham, the, the Premier League? Certeza absoluta. That's what I thought. But then I realized, now, lá diz Portimonense. Portimonense, o presidente que deu uma cabeçada no Rafael Barbosa. Yeah. So instead of coming with the ventures, with, 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 hey, we're gonna defend Rafael Barbosa because of what the president did of Portimonense, of what the Portimonense did sub 23 to our sub 23 team. We fucking embarrassed ourselves and we lost 4 2. So, my question is, why are we paying so much money to Acuna, to, to El Patron, to all these players we have in our team? We play them. A good salary, good three million dollars, one point five million dollars, two two million dollars. Why are we paying them so much money if they can produce? Don't give me this shit that we just played on the Europa League. Isso é uma desculpa desfarrapada. That's a poor excuse because you know what? Benfica just did it and they won against Porto. And Porto just did it and they just lost one nothing and they could have tied the game. But Benfica did play better. I watched the, the whole game. So don't use that as an excuse because we didn't play against Porto. We didn't play against Benfica. We played against Portimonense, the last team of the Portuguese league. And to me, it's an embarrassment, a fucking embarrassment. I'm ashamed that we lost today against Portimonense. I am proud to be a Sportingista. Um sócio paga suas cotas em dia. And I pay for my sporting newspaper, but I'm embarrassed that we lost against the Portimonense. As a team, this team should be ashamed of themselves. They shouldn't be allowed to wear the sporting jersey. Today was an embarrassment. And I'm not going to talk about the game because I can't even talk about the game because it was so disgusting. There's not a best player or the worst players. I only have a worst player, the whole fucking team. The whole, the whole fucking team was a worst player. I don't have a best player. Giovanni was a disgrace. He just proved it to me. He can only play from the bench. He can't play as a starter. 
And and the, you know, if I have to say the best player of sporting team was maybe Quatch. Yeah, which is crazy because you know we That's suffered it. four goals and he's still our best player. It's just proof to there or um, more to show on how bad everybody else was. You know, Ritovski from Avergonia, from Avergonia, from Avergonia, from Avergonia. I miss Piccini, and uh, I don't care what everybody else says. You know. I know Sporting 160, our mother headquarters love to sugarcoat it and play downplay it, but I'm not going to downplay it. Our team was an embarrassment. Uma vergonha total. Não há nada que a gente possa dizer para defender a nossa equipa. Uma vergonha total. And that's all I got to say because I only have negative things to say. Yeah. All right, Nando, give me your take on this game. Uh, yeah. What do you think Man. of it? Um... <laughs> It, uh, where to start, right? I mean, everybody played like garbage. Um, Steph, I would probably agree with you that probably Kowats was our better player, and he played like shit. Uh, he played one of his worst games I've ever seen in sport. He played. He seemed slow on the ball. He seemed just uninterested, and yet he still probably played the better match uh, on our on our side. But overall, man, it, it just it it's so bad. It's so sad. It's it's. It's heartbreaking. It's disheartening. It's infuriating. When you're a fan of a club, like, you know, we all here have loved this team. And I've, I'm 28 years old, man, and I've been loving this team since probably like five or six. Because um, any younger than that, I honestly don't remember. But to, to get to the point now where I'm so used to Sporting fucking up after a Porto Benfica, Benfica Porto, where we can take advantage of a tie or somebody winning and somebody losing – and be so used to it that I'm literally that I tell myself like, yeah, they're gonna figure out a way to tie this game or possibly even lose. That's not normal. It's not normal for Sporting to consistently do that. It's also not normal for Sporting to come out so flat, win a game where they have everything to put themselves back up front with the guys like one point out and and go at it. And they can't do it. They can't figure out how to do it. I'm looking at like just the statistics of the game, and I don't know if at any point we're going to talk about that a little bit. But just just to put in perspective, we're we're playing the last place team in Portugal, and we had 17 shots. They had 12. That's embarrassing. No five shot difference. They had six shots on target. We had five. All right, possession 57 to 43 for Sporting. Uh, against the last place team, that's also embarrassing. We need to be dominating from start to finish. And that's not to be rude and disrespectful against Portimonis. I mean, they are a nobody. But in terms of like, okay, I know you guys are going to play a good game at some point. Uh, that's just not acceptable. The 5-5 five is on corner. Um, they had almost uh, better pass accuracy than us. It, overall, it was just a bad game. Like, it's one thing to lose a game against a team that's lower uh, on, on, the tr on the table. And say, you know, we just had bad luck. A ball no throw. Those balls hit the post. The goalie was playing his best game. And it's another thing to just be whacked. So just be outplayed, outperformed, outcoached, and simply outmotivated from the beginning. From start to finish, Portim Muniz came in with the desire to play well and to win. And Sporting came in with the desire to just kind of get their paycheck and go home. And, and, and if they win, they win. And if they don't, they don't. That's the problem with this Sporting team. And that's the problem... Uh, about the culture at Sporting and has been the culture at Sporting um, over the past decade or so, give or take a few years. And we can touch touch up on that later, but it's embarrassing. It's sad. It's frustrating. Uh, there's no other adjectives to describe the performance. And to see our coach consistently, the, I guess the thing that gets me most riled up and the thing that pisses me off the most is we can't just play 
with a team week to week consistently so that these players can at least get in rhythm and these players can at least start to get used to each other. It's almost like as if, you know, at the beginning of the year, we would say, hey, our team didn't really have a preseason. But it's almost like now, like Zedo is turning the season into the preseason. I mean, I'm just looking at the lineups against against um, uh, Vorskla for the Europa League, and I'm looking at our lineup today. And it's just the mudanzas, the tactic changes, who comes in, who starts, why. It, it, there's no rhyme or reason. And Giovanni Cabral is not a starter right now. It got to his head way too fast, way too soon. Um, he's not a starter. He needs to get back to on that bench. God damn it, man. I, there's so much to be said about it. And, and you know, I don't want to drag this on for to start the, the podcast off, but it's, it pisses me off, man. I'm pissed off. Yeah, and uh, I, I agree exactly with both of you said. Um, my, my, you know, before I get in and rip Zay to a new one, and uh, maybe the, 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 the ones that, um, maybe not so much Verandas as of yet, but more the ones um, that were taking care of the club just before he came in. Um, I, I just want to say, you know, a, a big thing that really pissed me off today was, was near, near post finishes, three times against two different goalies, and then on the fourth goal, Renan does not fucking run up to try to 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 to, to um, um, you know break down this to not show so much space of the net. So um, what's his name? Was it Nakajima that scored the fourth one? Or yeah. Juan Car- Juan Carlos? Sorry, no, so no. Juan Carlos scored the, the the fourth goal. Um, the first one, uh, Ristovsky's out of place. Kwat has to you know man track the guy again, the guy again. again, yeah, again, again out of place. You know, it goes through Quatz's legs. Um, okay, maybe bad. You can say bad defending there, but Quatz is really following the ball. How that beats Salah in the first post, uh, it, unbelievable. Uh, second goal again. Nakajima gets a shot near post because again Quatz gets pulled out wide because of Ristovsky. Nakajima gets a shot near post. Salah does not get it. And I, I know he hit the, he hit his face on the post and and I I, I hope he's all right and I hope he, he's conscious and he didn't get hurt too much and if because if that's the case like I don't seem so much of an asshole but it's kind of being feta because buddy like minimum get your fucking near post covered how these goals go in near post are 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 beyond me and then Hernan the same thing near fucking post what are you guys fucking training for. I listen. I, I'm not gonna act like I've seen every single fucking Viviano game, um, but I've seen a few from my time of watching soccer. I don't think Viviano would suffer that many near 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 post fucking goals. I, I, what's going on with him? Uh, and, and I don't know. And Sporting needs to fucking come out and say whether he's injured or not because it, it's it's getting to a point where it's unbelievable right now. Unbelievable. Um, uh, and then again, on the fourth goal, Renan just stays there. There's no defender on the guy, and, and one of them are, are just basically jogging back. And Red Pinto is not sprinting a, as hard as I'd want him to see. And then Renan, out of everything to make, to put the cherry on top of the cake to make everything worse, Renan stays in his fucking place. Like, like when, you were, when you were taught as a kid, do you not know, run up a bit? So you close down the space so he doesn't have such such a fucking big gap to shoot at? Come on. It's simple fucking things. And then it goes back to what I've been saying week in, week out. No idea within the game. I enjoy – listen, Purti Menes, Shavj, they move the ball 
way better than we can ever imagine to. That you, fucking do, that do, fucking Shaft's goal last week. Do you know? Do you know why? Do you know why? Because they have a fucking. They have tactics. They have a, 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 an idea of the fucking game. They yes, don't just fucking yes, rely on the individual no, What else? What else? They have courage, bro. No, they have a good. They have a good fucking manager. They have a manager because, with fucking because ideas. We 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 allowed them. Because Maybe. if our team doesn't allow them, they won't do it. But Sporting, Peseiro, because he's a big pussy, um grande corner, he allows them. Because the tactic he's using of opa, vamos esperar jogar em contra-ataque, não resulta. Are we Sporting? <coughs> or, or are we are we Santa Clara or, or, or Feirense? We Sporting yeah. Portugal. Either and that's we, exactly my point. Either we dominate the game and we take control of the game and we do whatever we want and then they counterattack. But we did the opposite. We let them dictate the game and we're playing counterattack. We play like pussies. Yeah. And this is what happens. We lose 4-2. No, no, yeah. nada mais fácil dizer. A gente está a jogar com uma equipa de segunda divisão. We're not playing as a big, the big three. O Benfica 3... Once fans play against Porto, não venham lá com Valtes e Tupéres nem o caralho. O Benfica jogou bem e ganhou bem. O yeah. Porto pode chorar o que quiser. Sporting today had, had an opportunity to gain ground on Porto and Braga. L and keep, we fucked it up. Keep in mind that, and we're going to get to this game in a second, but keep in mind that the way Sporting approached both the Europa League game and this game are identical. Literally yeah. in both mentality and, and in tactics. It's literally like they expected because these teams are nobodies or because this team's in last place that we're just going to show up yeah. and simply win. Yep. And it's yep. bullshit. Yeah. Maybe yeah. And we don't have we don't have such a good team. Yeah. And and you no, know, I don't I don't think it's that because you know, um like I was saying, I, I look at teams like Shavj, I look at even today Purtimanis. I look at these teams and I see them, you know, having some sort of idea of game, like moving the ball well, you know, keeping control of possession, not playing just sideways passes to hold possession, playing the ball forward, laying it back to the to the other guy, doing, you know, what's necessary to push through and, and break down a defense. I look at Sporting and I look at the when we win games. I don't see that. I see individual talent breaking us out of these games. So I don't think the talent is so much in question because – you know, as bad as Bruno Fernandes has been this season, there's no denying he's he's look, been he's a look, talented look. kid. Jovan, he's, he's if it hasn't been for Jovan, how many points would Sporting realistically have? That's not anything tactically. That's a player that yeah, goes in and just says, "Hey, do what you got to do to fucking get us a goal." And and that's what he does. And today he couldn't because he was a starter. But hey, Nani came in the game and he was a bit more effective. It's, it's, it's certain things that, and just to finish my point, it's certain things that it, it's driving me nuts because Pazedu has no idea, it, it doesn't show, no idea, no it's no confused. tactics, no nothing. It's, epa, entra no jogo e, e, e resolve por nós. Hey, claro. And it was just that when, when, even in Ukraine, it was that, it was that. There's no, there's no evolution. If, nothing. If, if, if Sporting started slow and then got better and better, that's something I could work with Pazedu. But there's no evolutions. Sporting is not evolving. O Peseiro is not making the team play better. Our Sportingistas, we are demanding. Hey, guys, listen to this. But this at the, let me finish. Sorry, but buddy. at the same time, 
but at the same time we understanding if we are, if our team starts slowing gets better then okay the coach is catching up on on hey this player could be working better playing the first half as a starter like you Giovanni today he started again but he did he did that a few games ago and didn't work out Giovanni today as a starter he sucked so maybe Nani should have started and Giovanni should have coming in in the second half the reason why I'm saying that is because Giovanni is still a young player yeah so his speed looks better when the players are tired in the second half mm-hmm. and when he starts as start as a starter in the second half he's also tired and he showed it in second half against Portimonez Portimonez they have nothing to lose all the players want to prove themselves eu quero jogar pelo Sporting eu quero jogar pelo Benfica eu quero jogar pelo Porto and they're going to give it all but our players, they play, eu jogo pelo Sporting Portugal e só preciso jogar a 50%. But that's the wrong approach. And, and that's what they showed today. I don't, I don't even think, and to, to jump on that, man, I, I think that the vast majority of these players, especially after what just occurred after Alcuchet, I don't even think that Alcuchet. these players, uh, uh, over the over the season, nah, right? It's so, not, it has nothing to do with that. Now. No, no, but what I'm saying is, my point is that I don't even think that these players play for Sporting Club Portugal. They don't play com amor a camisola. They don't no. play com amor a camisola. Eles jogam Hoje por não. si próprios. Hoje não. Eles jogam por si próprios, man. Look, o, o Bruno Fernandes, after the game, says o Portimo teve mais alma. Alma, yeah. yeah. Que vergonha, yeah. meu. If you can admit that If the you, other team... Yeah. Mas porque... É verdade, é verdade, Fernando. É verdade. Isto é um statement do Century. Que vergonha do caralho admitir isso. Like, how can you sit there and actually go into the press conference after the game and say our opposing team had more passion than us? Why didn't you have more passion? Exactly. That's my question. What this? Yeah. eu fiquei com os colhões trilhados na porta. É sério. I'm telling you today. I didn't want to do this podcast, but then I said, then he was like, let's do it. And he conv- kind of convinced me and I'm pissed. Mas caralho, antes preferir tocar uma punheta. But it would be like one of those slow, like depressed ones. So. Como a esquerda. And another thing, um, I don't know if you guys remember back in the summer, we were linked with Jackson Martinez. Um and then and we didn't want him and i i was one of them that uh, one of the people that also didn't want him because uh you know he, he didn't play a lot but um i look at the little appearances diaby had and i look at jackson martinez today and his other games in portimonis the money we wasted on diaby maybe would have been better off spent on jackson martinez Bro, you, know? you think portimonis is paying his salary there's no way portimonis can't afford a pay like a one percent of his salary that if sporting was smart they could have had jackson martins and there's no doubt in my mind that he would have performed better as sport he would have been more actually probably even way more motivated to perform yeah. as sport to give it to porto and everything yeah. else instead we spend money to bring in a guy who plays what were we excited that he got a full 10 minutes coming in from the second half diaby today well it's not it's not again, his fault, but again it's so it's so out of we're losing and it's always like this. We're losing. Pazedo puts on an attack or, or puts on a striker like Diaby last 10 to 5 minutes. It's it's not, epa, estamos a perder, you know, 70 minutes. Okay, Diaby, anda lá, tenta resolver o jogo. What can Diaby do in 10 fucking minutes? 
But now the thing is, Diaby played played the whole game against the the, the Ukrainian team, and he didn't. He got subbed off. Yeah, he did. But I, and again, and that's also my point. Jogou pouco. Eu vejo o Jackson Martinez hoje. Epa, comprado os dois. From the little I've seen of Diaby and and what I know Jackson can do, but the little I've seen of him this season. Come on, how is how do they have better strikers than us? The, the the problem I see it's sporting midfield and defense. They have no personality. O cortas ou no cortas, caralho. O tás comendo ou não tás. O vais ou lança não vais. I, I saw I saw Portimonense playing uh, uh, um, football. They were playing football. They, they were playing great tricks on them. And hey, e vai a bola e parece que estão a jogar voleibol. E vai a bola para o outro e vai a bola para o outro e passa a bola e é golo. And now defensive midfield, they're not giving the, the 50-50% balls. They're not going to those balls. They're playing afraid. They're playing that like, I don't want to get hurt because I am a professional player. And when you play with that mentality, hey, I don't want to get hurt because I'm a professional player, then they score on you. O Portimonense, não, jogou. I'm going to play because I'm a, preference, a, a professional player, but I'm going to play 100%. And that's what they showed today. I am a professional player, but I am going to play 100%. But our players, eles jogaram com pantufas. Oi, esta bola não. Oh, cara, isso vai me doer. Eu não vou jogar esta bola, cara. Isso não. Eu sou um brinca na areia. And that's what happened. So I would rather play with players like from the youth. They, they go, they're going to go 100% to their play. And our players, they play on a 50-50 ball, like they were playing on a 25% ball. And that's what I saw for our sporting players, and that's why we suffered four goals. Eles jogaram que nem uns conas, que nem uns bichanas. Mais nada. Não há outra razão de, de falar. Eu não quero saber que as pessoas não gostam de mim, ou se não gostam, não sei mais o quê. The truth is, we play like pussies. And when we play like pussies, we lose 4-2 against o último classificado de Portugal, 4-2 na peirinha. Imaginada. Yep. Amen. Yep. Yeah, another frustrating <laughs> thing that, that I, I said during the match um, that that really pissed me off too is is Bataglia's performance performances lately. Honestly, as much as we rip Petrovic and 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 I and I I think I I agree with I think most of the sentiment here is Petrovic isn't a player for Sporting, but. Petrovic has been playing much better than than Bataglia, and you know who's been better than both of them together at Braga? João Pelinha. Claro. And 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 and, and it, it's beyond me. Or it's beyond home. me. Bataglia is not good on the ball. Defending, at least with William, he was all right last season because you know what? He would defend the ball, pass it to William, and then William would have the ability to distribute it. This season. He can't even do. He can't defend it, and he can't even give the ball back to Gudeli to see if Gudeli can do the same role as William. Petrovic, when he's played, uh, certain games he's been bad. But I think the last game he played was in Ukraine. Hey, not bad compared to what Bataglia's been doing. I'd rather have Petrovic at this moment, and that's the saddest thing I can say. That's so sad for me to say. I'd rather have Petrovic than Bataglia right now because they're both right now garbage. And don't garbage. forget, guys, we. Uh... We still have to deal with our left back problem, and we have Coentron playing out of his mind again. 
with Riwav, and we got a guy over there called Jess Jelson Dalla playing out of his mind all season that we for some reason let go. Yep. And I, yep. I got to I got to I got to say something. I'm going to defend Batagla a little bit. Batagla just came off an injury. So if I'm the coach of Sporting Club de Portugal, fundado em 1906, que ganhou 22 campeonatos, 16 taças de Portugal, 8 taças de Portugal e uma taça da Liga e uma taça das taças, I would say, Batagle, I'm not going to play you because you're out of rhythm. So Petrovic's going to play. That's called common sense in America, of the United States of America, with 50 states and one commonwealth, which is Puerto Rican. And that and I can also I can also uh, I can also say in Canada same thing. Go on. <laughs> Common <laughs> sense in Canada too, man. What what drives me nuts is um burdo caralho como peseiro. He plays Bataglia when he's out of rhythm. So he's setting him up setting him up for failure. He fell today not because of his own fault, but because he was out of rhythm. It's like playing Macho today instead of Andre Pinto. Macho, if he would have come in in the game today, he would have been out of rhythm. So you got to give him some slack and give him, like Bas Dost, if he comes back today, he would have been out of rhythm. So you got to give him a little bit more time. So Bataglia, as much as I want to criticize him, I don't think it was his fault because he played him too soon. He should have played him in the next game because now we're going to have a little break. It's embarrassing that we didn't win against Portimonense in Algarve because we have a better team. We have a way better budget, the triple, the quadruple, and we lost against a shitty team. Portimonense is nothing. It's a shitty team. Might, they might be relegated to the second division next year. I don't think so because they have good uh, players. You don't think so. Okay, you don't think so. But it's a possibility, all right? It's a possibility. No, it's a, for, for sure, for sure. Claro. For sure. We shouldn't lose against them. When we lose against a shitty team like that, I, I don't give a shit if Sportimunas friends get upset at me. I don't even know them. They'll never know me. You know, it's like that girl from Ronaldo that she, she was raped hey, nine guys. years later. But it, uh, it, it's like. Fuck, man. It's like going back to the whole, like, what the hell did we expect or could we expect when we brought in Pizzato? I'm looking at his his managerial statistics, statistics just to, like, try to make a point here. Um, His career totals, and I, I'm pretty sure this is accurate. I'm kind of checking across the board. He has a 46.67 win percentage, meaning he loses more than he wins. We we would be better off with Nundias. Meu amigo, ele é um loser. You know, you know, you know os Nunes? Yeah. Who, who, who is he? O Nuno Dias, o que era o gajo do, do... Não era o que treinava a equipa B? Não. É do futsal. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, bro. I got confused with... The, no, no, no. The, that, that's fine. That's fine. Jorge, Jesus, I, uh, I, mean, I, mean, I'm, I'm into everything that's sporting. Like, and ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's the coach o, of the futsal team. Yeah, Ganeiras, right. Volleyball, Silva, and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. O Nuno Dias é... O treinador do futsal Sporting, ok? We, we won three years in a row. We were vice champions of uh, the European Championship. And this guy knows more tactics than Peseiro. O Peseiro, he knows. I was defending him at the beginning, but now I have given up because we lost against a merda de Portimonense. Não vale uma merda. 
Não vale uma merda. É uma marca de tabaco. É uma marca de vinho verde. And we lost against them. That's embarrassing to me. My wife, Teresa, was all happy because a merda de Benfica ganhou um zero ao fucking futebol com o Porto, os da fruta. Entrei, o nosso Portimo, nesse lado do Algarve, que nem sabe, nem sabe escrever Portimo, nem corretamente. Ah, por amor de Deus, meu. Estou-te desapontado, tu nem sabes. Um, so, there's a little, um, a little, uh, uh, José Pereira, a good friend of ours, especially on Twitter. Uh, shout out to him. He's uh, José Pereira. Zé Pereira? É o Zé Pereira. Yeah, eu Zé conheço Pereira. o gajo. O gajo tem he's, he, he's saying, we all know Pizzeto is a bridge manager. Piling this on him is like beating a dead animal to death. What, what do you guys take on that? Because I, I actually sort of agree with him in a sense where it, it is kind of harsh because we all know that the only way Pizzeto would keep his job for next season is if he won us the league. But with that being said, don't you think that we have to, we can still, he's still coaches, in my opinion, at least. You guys chime in if you want, uh, or, or if you feel I'm wrong or right or want to add something. In my opinion, it's, um, you know, he's the coach of Spartan right now and he, he brings zero ideas. So we have to be frustrated with him because this is all, this is really all on him. If he is a, which he is a bridge manager, I, I hope, and, I, and this is kind of where I want to take the conversation next to is these next two weeks of international break, I really hope that Verendas is looking at the options out there because there are a lot, whether they have a club or don't have a club, and consider this finally it's enough and say, you know what, Pizzeto, thank you. I understand the predicament you were put in, but it's time to leave Sporting because enough is enough and we still, we're, we're still here and we're going to try to salvage the season because it is still a young season, but it's already two losses in, in the Liga in the, in the Liga Nage and Liga Portugal. Two losses may already be too much. What do you guys have to say to that? Do you think I'm wrong? Do you think I'm right? What do, what do you think of that? I'll go first. Okay, so first of all, do me a favor. Send the link to Zé Pereira and tell him to call us. Okay. okay. Zé, I hope you're ready to, to go to come on, buddy. Yeah, tell mm -hmm. send him the link on uh, via DM on Twitter and tell him to call us because, uh, you know, he's been one of our most uh, outstanding fans in, in our podcast. So I would love him to to be with us today. Uh, second of all, yeah, exactly. Second of all, I couldn't agree with Zepreda even more. Um, th this is the time for for uh, Varandas to say enough is enough. I'm gonna pay you six months for free, but you know what? I'm gonna get a better coach called Paul Sosa, which he just. Uh, uh, left the Chinese league and is available. Do I think Paul Sousa is better? Yes, I think he's better. He's younger. He's been in the Italian league, Italian league in Fiorentina. He's he's played at Sporting, you know, Sporting quite well. I think he's better. So let's give it a chance to somebody else better now than later. Pizzeto is afraid. He makes his substitutions way too late. He's a, he, he, he creates too many dilemmas in the Balneario with, with the players. It's way too much. So I don't think he's equipped for Sporting. After Pizet leaves Sporting, the only thing he's going to coach is bullshit teams, lower-tier teams. He was given a, a shot with Sporting, but losing against Portimonense today 4-2, and losing against Braga in Braga 1-0, 
it's too much. You know why? Because us Portuguese, yes, we are demanding, but we're not blind. Against Braga, we played, we played afraid. Against Portimonense, we played like pussies. And that's, that's all I'm going to say. Nando, what do you take on that? Man, he's got to go, bro. He has to go. Yeah. Pazato has to go, bro. Hoje à meia-noite. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If what you guys just said and what we talked about a little bit before the podcast is so true. I mean, he's a bridge manager. He's a he's a tapa buracos. He's a uh, pussy. Yeah, he's a pussy. He's a hold you down until until you know something better comes along. And 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 he knows it. It's showing in his tactics. It's showing in his conferences. It's showing in his mindset. It's showing in how the players go about performing. Did on the you field. listen to his conference? Yeah. Oh, man, there's, I mean, I almost killed myself with the guy who guys who fala fala com aquela, like, confiança. Pull, yeah, dude, let me like, <laughs> let me pull up like one of the fucking uh, quotes he said. In the meantime, I'm going to keep talking about this shit. But like, okay, a derrota não nos passava pela cabeça. Okay, <laughs> you thought, well, like, okay, sure, não passava through our heads either, but you guys are playing like shit. For the vast majority of the season, barring a good, really good half against Benfica, maybe a Taça da Liga performance. For overall, we have not played well this season. At all. We, at all. That's the problem. We haven't played well at all. And and like you said, and like Danny said, Verandas has the first true moment to show what kind of president he wants to be, what kind of president he is. If he's going... To try to salvage this season, then he's going to take these weeks. He's going to talk to the guy and pay him his salary, and he's going to go out and get somebody. Like you said, Paul Souza, I'm totally fine with the Paul Souza. Mm -hmm. No problem with that. I'm even yeah. cool with the guy that um, what was uh, Mourinho's adjunto? Yeah, I, I, anybody that's going to come in with more ambition. Pizzeru, I mean, fuck, this pisses me off. At what point did Souza Sintra and that that Kumison the 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 the, the hold you down starts? Bro, like it, it um, pisses me off like those old farts thought to themselves, Pazedo couldn't do it the first go round. Sure, he was unlucky a little bit, but he didn't get it done the first go round. It is what it is, luck or no luck. Porto brought him in to do something. Porto let him go. Braga's brought him down to do something. He made Braga worse. Yeah. Bro, Guimarães yeah. has brought him in and he made them worse. And then you're going to say, ah, mas a segunda vez é de vez. A segunda é, vez, temos aqui um gajo muito I'd rather, as a Brit manager, be um, Augusto Inácio, to be honest. Uh, anyway. Yeah, agreed. We have the, a guest here on the podcast right now. Zé, how are you doing, bro? Uh, not too good. I just scarfed a frozen pizza because that's how I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> So talk us through, bro. What do you think of this this Pazedu situation? Are we going too hard on him, or well, how do you feel, man? Well, look, I mean, he's a bridge manager, right? Obviously, we already said that. I think his contract was only for what one year. So, mm -hmm. cl so clearly, the board felt he was only a bridge manager if you're only offering him a one year deal. Now, look, today was bad. Today was bad. So is, is some of that his fault? I mean. If to say it's his fault, there's got to be some criticism of the starting eleven, the way they played, individual performances. Um, you know that's certainly on him. When the substitutes came on, you know 
was the player that went in and that came out, was that the correct call? Was the timing correct? Unfortunately, the second half I didn't watch because I was at the back of the bar at my local PT club drinking my feelings with my friend who was a portista <laughs> who was drinking his feelings too. And uh, look, we're what? Two games now behind the uh, the top of the table. We're okay. seven weeks in. It's still early. You know, let's give it some time. Let's, it's all this that happened in the summer. And with him being inserted into the position without his input on the lineup, the way the summer happened, you've got to give him some slack. There's some criticism to have, of course, but. If they lose their next league game, or 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 if they if they get eliminated in the Taça de Portugal early, and and they start a tailspin, then yeah, you nip it in the bud. He's a one-year manager. Get him out, and you get another Liga manager in there to to try to salvage the season. But that that's just, that's the way I feel. I mean, I didn't want him at the at to start off with because I'm still mad at him from two thousand for two thousand and five the way that year ended. And he's just he's just been a bicycle his whole career. Everyone has had a ride on him. Here's my fear with with what you just said, and I agree with some of it, but my fear is if we allow him right to play, we are playing with fire. If you allow him to see how one more game goes or two more games go, if they go bad, you go from four points back to potentially seven points back, maybe even ten points back, depending on how bad they go. If they go well or well enough, you're still only four points back, and you're consistently in that. How good is this team going to be? Do we hope that Porto Benfica don't figure it out? Do we hope that Porto Sergio Conceição's team doesn't put it together at any point? Do we hope that Rivitori's team also kind of struggles across the board? And then we're playing for fire because then we still don't know how good our team is because we know that they can't be any better than the best that we've seen. And I think we'd all agree that the best we've seen them this year was the first half against Benfica. And that's my fear. My fear is you're you're putting that pressure on him, that stress on him. He knows that at any moment, if he fails, he's gone. And then players pick up on that, and then players perform according to their manager's stress level. And I think with the break right now, I think it'd be, in my opinion, an ample opportunity, the perfect opportunity to do the research, take a week, find the coach, bring him in, and let him start to figure it out a week before you know they come back from international break. Because you're four points back. You're not out of the season. We still got to play these guys. We're very much in it. However, but, it could get bad really, really quickly. But and the, I don't see it getting better really, really quickly. But the thing with that is, who are you going to bring in now that's out there other than a manager in the league or outside of the league on a low team who wants to make that jump who might not understand Portuguese football and how Spartan Club de Portugal's roster works, that's going to be up through the winter time I, 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 I think i think yeah, no, Paul no. Smalls or even the faria guy these are guys that want to probably make that jump or and have that ambition but sporting is sporting is in fifth place we have Riwa with 14 football comport with 15 which they have some leverage because Sergio conceição just won the portuguese league so they lost twice but he has a lot of leverage because they just won the Portuguese league. Ubraga, Wabel, whatever he comes up with, he's going to be a shining star. He's got 17 points with two ties and five wins. And Rui Vitória, they just won four championships a couple years ago. 
So he's got nothing to, to lose either. Now, our coach, Pizzeiro, has a lot to lose. He has a lot to prove. And he has a very, very little leverage i very don't even i don't even start to jump in and i'll say this and i'll and i'll right. let you I, ju I just don't think he even fears that he has a lot to lose i think Pizzato in the back of, of course his mind he, has because whole... he knows if he's not successful now all he's going to be coaching for for the right. upcoming years it's lowered lower tier but, teams but, but, but he was already doing that before but he was already start. doing that i he know but but now, but now th this was his one shot to say hey I'm a good coach. See, but he's also that. I'm he's doing well sporting. I deserve to be a coach of Arsenal, Tottenham, or Liverpool. If he fails now, Ukekavai fails it. What if he fails now? I'll be in Saudi Arabia. But if he fails now, he can always say, this was not my team, this was not my problem, and I had the courage to jump in when a lot of coaches I, said no. I, 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 I know credit to him for that. You said Asia, you've started. You are there. That's it. But that's the same problem you're going to run into if you do fire Pesedo now and bring in uh, Paulo Souza. Paulo Souza is not the kind of manager you bring in halfway through a season. He's a summer um, signing, and then you allow him the summer to 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 build a team in his eyes, the strategy and the tactics. You do that in the summertime, not now. Now you now now you bring someone in just to try to save a, a Europa League spot, top five at this point. If if you try to so I and I agree with you on that, but I think even still, like okay, this is all speculation, but we can easily be saying Paul Souza, Carlos Carvajal, and all of these guys, and then Verandas can approach them and they can easily tell us the fuck off they don't want to come to Sporting, right? But what I'm saying is, you know, I, I, let's say, you know, they're down and they want to come to Sporting. Why take the rest of this year to take this bridge, have Pizzeto instill, quote unquote, his ideas to the team? Why not have a, you know, over this international break, get in a Paulo Souza? Uh, it's clear we're not going to win this year, especially the way we're playing. Have no, a Paulo no, Souza no, already no. start to bleed no, in his never ideas? Say never, never say okay, never. Okay, for sure. But have a Paulo Souza, for example, bleed in his ideas get his his players you know into his style of play and then you know in january have already a transfer window for him and getting the players he wants have his next season and then by next season maybe he'll have of course maybe he'll have a bad season maybe he'll have a good season and then we assess from there a good season he continues on a bad season okay time to look maybe for another one okay, i my, think my, it's just for a bridge okay. manager, and I agree that Pizzetto is a bridge manager because we've seen him do it at, at Porto, and we even seen him do it at Braga because he left Porto, Sergio Conceição came in, and look at Porto now. He left Braga, Abel came in, and look at Braga now. He can leave Sporting, we can have a coach come in, and hopefully we have that same trajectory as those two teams have. But for that to happen, I I personally think, and, and this is the best time for it, Verandas has to sack Pizzetto now because it's it's not only the results, it's the way we're playing and the way we're just barely passing games is not good enough, in my opinion. If you do okay, that- my, my, my question is to all of you, and I'm just gonna ask the question, and I want Zed to, to start with answering my question. So, do you think the problem is the coach relating the message to our team, or was the team not responding to the coach? Zay, go ahead. I mean, it's the manager's job to get the players prepared. Ultimately, the players have to perform. And I know that's cliche, but 
look, we know our goalkeeping situation is not too good. We lost a bunch of good players over the summer with what happened and really and with the presidency really didn't do a good job replacing these big name players. I, I think it's split. Honestly, for me, it's split. Um, again, it's the manager's job to get the players prepared, the tactics. This is how I want to play. If we're losing in the 60th minute, this is first guy I go to. This is the next guy I go to. I mean, that there is fair criticism. If your substitutions suck and if they don't make sense, that's clearly on him. If the starting 11 doesn't make sense, that's, that's on him. I mean, he did bench Jefferson and finally put Acuna, who's not a left mm -hmm. back, back there. Mm -hmm. um, he started off with P Petrovic and Misic, and now he, he got the Serbian. Uh, is it the Serbian that came from China? He yeah. seems to be doing okay. Yeah. You still got the Italian who's coming back from his injury. Um, but, he, you know, Baz Dost is hurt. Uh, it's, just, it's just a lot of changes that that's, it's just not consistent. Uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, for sure. That's my answer. Okay, so anyway, um, we, we, we are in fifth place, which is embarrassing for Sporting Club Portugal. And um, I don't think to say it's going to last that long. And uh, I think the next coach should be a, a well-known coach from the United States of America, Steph Teixeira. <laughs> uh, think, think about it this way. Think about this way. <laughs> you, you get a guy, right? So the, the question was, what, are players no longer responding to his message? Or what was the other part? Mm -hmm. well, the other part was, uh, do, do you think uh, Pizzeira doesn't have the uh, the character to lead such sure. a, big, a big club? So so and think about it this way, like players at this level, if not at even lesser levels, easier levels, second division, third division, so forth and so on, even coming out of high school, you know how to play soccer, you know how to play football, you know how to kick a ball, you know how to run and you know how to mark your guy. You generally know how to do your job. No coach is going to tell you how to do that. You've learned how to do it. You know how to do it. At that point, coach's job is to teach you how to better position yourself, better passable, have better tactics how better to handle the pressure so those players are not listening to his message and those players will not listen to his message when you in this is man i hate saying this like not trying to be disrespectful to Porto Munez, but they're shit when you lose to Porto Munez, okay there's no reason why they should beat sporting every once in a while you know a tie whatever bad day bad game a goalie was inspired had his best performance you beat Porto Munez. Off of straight individual talent, you should beat Portimonense. When you lose to a Benfica Porto, you can Puta at least say, Puta you can Puta. at least say, hey, you know what? We just don't have the talent to beat them. Maybe they just spend more money. Maybe they just have a better team overall. And we did, and we maxed out as as high as we can go. We lost because we lost because our oh, players don't opa. care. You don't we even know how upset I was because Benfica won today, and I was with my wife. She's Benficaista, and my father-in-law is Benficaista, and they they were very happy because they were not even watching the game. We're having lunch at twelve thirty, and my sister-in-law. I'm I'm going to tell you what happened, and I'm the one that hooks up my phone into the TV. I have the signal, and then I played the Benfica port because. My sister-in-law, she doesn't give two shits about soccer. She doesn't really pay attention. 
So I put the signal for them to watch Benfica Porto. It's a whole Benfica house. I respect my father-in-law. I respect my wife because they like Benfica. They didn't want to watch the game. So in, until the game was tied, they couldn't give two shits. O Benfica marcou. E com caralho, uma festa do caralho. Parecia o São João. Foguetes e o caralho, vinho tinto, vinho verde, regiões, batata fritas e tudo. I was like, God damn. Then they won the game, and we become higher. Then here comes Sporting, and we start losing 4-2. They were next to me. What an, what an embarrassment. We had we had a, a perfect timing to gain, gain ground on Porto and Braga. And now we're in fifth place. And you know who's behind us? My filial do Benfica, o Santa Clara, just two points away. That's the embarrassment. My question to you guys is, what was the worst standing of sporting of, of all times? I don't, I don't know. You don't There's know? There's so many, caralho. I think seventh place is easily the worst. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. The worst was we were in 10th at one point, no? No. Seventh place. Oh, seventh. we finished seventh, right. We finished seventh. We in 10th, Befica in sixth. We flirting with seventh place again, the worst time ever in our standings, which is an embarrassment. Temos uma filial da merda de Befica close to us. It's embarrassing. O Rio Ave está à nossa frente. O Braga, o Befica B está à nossa frente. Sorry, go ahead. That, that, that's all I gotta say. Bro, it, 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 it sucks. It's not in, it's not only in football, but in 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 Okin Patins, fomos in Rabados 4. Yeah, we, it was one of our worst the modalities. Yeah, in 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 juniors, fomos in Rabados 3-0 por Benfica na nossa academia at home. In volleyball, we lost three nothing against Benfica for the Super Cup. In ladies, we lost against Braga. So we've been losing every, every, every game against the, our rivals. And then we, we question ourselves, is it because Bruno Carvalho is gone? I mean, you question yourself a little bit. I mean, Uverandas, you know, I'm, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he's too fucking quiet. He's not doing much. But wait, but hold on. There's more. The, the 71% are calm and happy and collected. Because Sporting Perdendo is not their biggest problem. Sporting Perdendo is nothing to them. Sporting looking good on TV and on camera, com guys com fatinho bem feito, e uma personalidade not Trump, the, the, the Portugal, you know, no Facebooks or Twitters. You know, guys, é caladinho. And you know what? And Benfica and Porto appreciates it. Claro. O caralho do Luís Felipe Vieira, and we talked about this on the last podcast, said, I'm thankful that Sportingistas got rid of Bruno Carvalho because it made my job easier. Claro que sim. E os Sportingistas batem palmas. Claro que sim. Bro, the, like... The, the most corrupt president... The most corrupt president in the whole history of Benfica and Benficistas want to keep him. Já, já enjoa, meu. It's, it's, it smells bad. It's disgusting. Now, again, not to say that Varandas isn't going to come through, but fuck it, bro. He, right now, he hasn't said shit. Let's wait till tomorrow. Let's see what he says or what he doesn't say. But right now, it's very fucking concerning to see him sitting up in the tribuna do Caralho do Estado do Portimonense, starting the game off with a guy who headbutted our player. And 
and I'm sure um, we'll uh, Danny will get to this in a point. But guess who was still nice and collected sitting beside him? Mr. Now that I've done my job holding down the fort, I will not be at Sporting anymore. You know, I have nothing to do with Sporting anymore. Let the new president do his job. So Zacintra still fucking sitting beside him and acting like as if he's still very much a part of the new uh, administration. E querem fazer uma homenagem ao homem. Oh, meu, isso, isso tá a brincar com quem? Who are you playing with, bro? No, I mean, today losing against Portimonense was the last foul for me. It's a team that, to me, it, it, they battling for to stay in the in the middle class of the division of of the Portuguese league, not to be demoted, and we lose against them. We we don't deserve to be champs, champions of Portugal. I can't accept losing against Braga. I'll accept that. We played well. They scored. It was a 50-50 game. I'll take that. I can't accept losing against Bifica no Estado da Luz, which we didn't, but we could have lost, but we didn't. Against Sport, I could accept that. But any other team, the way we lost today, it was an embarrassment Man, to sporting, sporting, you know, sausage in, in, in the community. Don't forget, we, we had a win come from the, the heavens for the Liga Europa. We were about to be embarrassed for the Liga Europa. Yeah. Jose, kick this the, the Liga Europa. Uh, well, I only heard the last 10 minutes because I, I work 6.30 to 5 through the week. Um, hey, you know, good comeback. Mm -hmm. Seems like it, it seems like they shouldn't have been in that position to begin with. Uh, maybe you guys can say that if any of you watched it. Like I said, I couldn't. But hey, whatever. You know, we're two games in. We're tied with Arsenal. As long as we don't lose at this point in the Europa League, we should advance to 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 the next round. And you know, that's always a good way to try to get those winter winter transfers if they can even get any or, or any that's worth putting in the starting 11 but mm -hmm. uh we'll, we'll see at the end of the month we play arsenal i think they're, they're at home so hey you know who yeah, says we can't who says we can't beat arsenal at home one nothing or, or two one or, or whatever whatever however that ends up yeah hey man and it would be the most typical thing for sporting for us to be having this meltdown right now and Don't and then going to London and giving them to nothing. That, that would be the most typical Sporting. Because I even remember the year we finished seventh, if I'm not mistaken, we beat Benfica. And the week before, we lost I don't know who. So it would be the, the most typical thing. Like today was the most typical Sporting where we can gain ground on arrivals and, and have a win today after a Classico. The most typical Sporting thing to do is lose. The same way the most typical Sparty thing to do after a loss and after a meltdown from us fans is to go ahead and beat an Arsenal or something like that. So, But, but let, let's look at things into perspective. Look at Manchester United. They won today, three, oh, yesterday, 3-2 against uh, Newcastle. Okay, so Mourinho is struggling, but he has a contract with MU until 2020. Am I correct? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Upezeiro has got six more months. Or maybe, okay, so today yeah. it's October, November, December. Okay, so technically eight more months. So if, if Sporting cuts him now, and let's say he hires Zepreda, I'm just kidding, Zep, miss. Let, you know, let's make believe. They have nothing much to lose. They hire another coach. Hey, vamos a essa. So we have the luxury of saying, 
Zepre is not cutting it. Let's do it. Mrs. United doesn't have that luxury because they it will they will cost them millions of dollars, but we do. So, like you said, and I think and I think Nandino and Zay said, let's do it now before it's too late. Let's let's get another coach, and you never know. Sometimes another coach might bring a brand new a brand new uh, practice uh, scheme or new ideas, new message, and it might trigger triggered the team to play better. The last time that we ended the drought, okay, the year that Inacio won it all, Inacio did not start the season. Quando é que foi? Quando é que foi? Foi 99, 2000, meu. Não, 2001, 2002. Não, o primeiro ao fim de 18 anos foi com o Inácio, right? Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sim, yeah. sim, depois, é. Yeah, you're right. Estou falando aquilo. So, Inácio didn't start the season. Sporting let go of, uh, of Matarazzi or whatever that, that Italian yeah, was. Yeah, Italian, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they let him go right around this time, maybe even a little later into the season and hope for the best. And Inácio came in with a new mentality, a fresh perspective. And slowly but surely, the season, but we won it. Do you know what the big difference is between that team and this team? Two big differences, in my opinion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Peter Schmeichel and Alberto Acosta. Two oh, players yeah. with balls. Yeah. Yes. Who changed the face yes. of that team? Alberto Costa scored the goals. Peter Schmeichel kept them out of the nets. Even when he we don't, even when he was hurt. And that, and that's something we don't have. We don't, we don't have that. Our goalie situation sucks. Our forwards, uh, you know, I like Freddie Montero, but he his whole career, his biggest knock against them, he's not consistent. No, he's not. He's at number ten. Yeah, and you could tell that what's sad is that he's playing so well these last few games. And right, that's exactly but he's it. He's number ten, but he's, but he's, he's not consistent. He's not. He's not the 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 not striker. I don't think he's a number ten. I think he's, he's a not, false nine. He's not consistent. That's a nine and a half, but that nine and a half is a kind of improvised. Even mm. even in MLS, he wasn't a consistent forward. He'd have a couple weeks. He'd score a couple goals, and then go a month or two without scoring any. But, then he he goes a, a short period of scoring bunches, and then go on a drought again. I th as, I think of, as of as of late, sorry to interrupt just real quick. As of late, I think Freddie Montero has been exceptional for the team, not he because he's been scoring goals, but because well, he's been the team has been gelling more with him in the side. He's been able to stop the ball, pass it out in the wings, when the wings sort of bring it into the box, and maybe you know Montero's not at the end to finish it, but he's the one that maybe started off the play, or he's the one to fight for the ball on the corner on the corner of the field. You know, tunnel the guy, cross it to Rafinha, Rafinha crosses it to Jovan. I think oh. in that in that aspect, he, he provides us a lot more than just a, a goal-scoring forward. Montero, Montero, he's smaller. He's more mobile. So, yeah, he can go out exactly. wide. He can he can come back. Baz Dost is a, a telephone pole. He's got, he's got one job, stay in the box and wait for the crosses. And we saw how awful that was towards the end of last season when that's – all Spartan did get the ball wide, cross it, defender clears it, and it's in. At least with Freddie, the game's a little bit different. I think Spartan bit, play, Spartan can play faster, but mm -hmm. but but yeah. he he can't play alone up top like that because he's gonna have two defenders constantly marking him. I, I think Spartan needs to go to two forwards. Um, if, if it's if it's Baz Dost to Freddie up top, and you go four in the midfielder, fine. That's gonna occupy more defenders, but. One defender with with Freddie alone, I just don't. I I agree. <sighs> I, I I agree. I I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah. He either has to be Bas Dost and Nani, because Nani can he can no longer be a winger. Nani needs to play as a as a support of Bas Dost. If not Nani, then he has to be Montero. 
If not Montero, then he needs to be Diaby. But Dia Montero cannot be the striker. I know he's been the striker lately because Barzdotti is hurt. I understand that. But then he's got no support. You know, I mean, they've been playing. I come at Kelsemas who Fernando, I our number eight. Bruno Fernando. Bruno Fernandes. Thank you. For this, I'm going to Bruno Fernandes, he's been playing as as the, as the number 10, but he's not good in that position. And and we've been suffering today. I mean, he plays at number eight, but he didn't produce what, what we were expecting. Yeah, and we lost against Sporting Munez, really ugly, and it was it was an embarrassment to us, Sportingistas. I'll admit it. To me, it was an embarrassment. Sporting Munez started with four points. Now they have seven points. They in in uh, in uh, thirteen plays because we lost against them, and we in fifth placed uh, behind Riwav and uh, Port and Sporting Braga, where we could have been in third place. Behind Braga and, and Befica by one point. And this game was to win, to be in the Champions League title race. And we lost. And it's an embarrassment. And, I'm, and me personally, as a Sportingista, I'm embarrassed. And I don't want to talk to Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk to Mariana. <laughs> My good friends, Befiquistas, I love them. They're really good friends. Yeah, I mean, Ufumasas is a good friend of mine. We think a podcast because that will embarrass me, and um, you know, today is 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 an embarrassment to me because we lost not only in soccer, but in okay patins, juniors, and volleyball. Puta vergonha meu. Yeah, lost a lot. Anyways, guys, I think um, we didn't talk think... about the UEFA Cup. Yeah, and, we talked a little bit about it. I don't think, uh, honestly, I think, I think it, okay, if you guys want to talk about it quickly, we could, stuff. What did yeah. you think of, uh, Hernando, you haven't talked in a bit. What did you think of uh, our, our, our miracle in, in, in uh, Ukraine? It sucked. It pissed me off. I don't want to, I, I don't like winning games like that. Like, I'm happy that we won. But like Zell was saying, I was at work, had an earbud in, I was listening to the game. And we played like shit for the majority of the game. We played bad. And then suddenly Pizzato decides to be like, okay, let's let's stop underestimating this team. Let's bring in a few starters and whatnot. And they kind of turn it around a little bit. Um, but but that one fell from the heavens. That one, um, it, it makes me feel bad because, I, of course, as a Sportingista fanatico, uh, it's a win and it makes me happy. And it, it allowed me to live and breathe a little bit better for the rest of my shift. But as a also Sporting Fanatico, it pisses me off because that means that that we didn't deserve that. We didn't play for that. You know, we didn't go out there and seek that win. That's just one of those games that ended up falling our way. And um, it, in my opinion, that that carried over to today's game. Uh, that mentality and that strategy, that tactic, that whole like, let's see how well we can do individually and win games that way. Uh, regardless, they won. Uh, like Zez said, well, you know, we're tied with Arsenal with six points in the group. Um, like we said before the season started, we better get the hell make it through this group. Um, if we don't, uh, you know, I don't even want to talk about it for the rest of my life. How embarrassing that would be. Um, but a win's a win, whatever it happens. Um, uh, yeah, that's all I can say about it. They won, good. Yeah, and I'm and I agree with some aspects of what you said. I'm just gonna I, I disagree in the fact that um, 
I agree that that this, that definitely carried over. I, I just disagree that it didn't really piss me off because sometimes that's needed. You know, sometimes, um, you know, some teams, even though it happens to the best of teams, like it's not their day, things don't fall their way, and maybe they just play bad. But at the end, you just somehow, somewhere, some way, you, you find a way to win the game, similar how, how Madrid did against us, um, I think now two or three years back in the Champions League. You know, we they didn't play well. Um, against us, we 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 you know played all usual all usual with Madrid, and then they they maybe didn't deserve the two one. But at the end of the day, good teams, even on your bad day, you go out and you you get those two goals and you get the three points, and that's all that matters. And 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 for in that case, I wasn't too upset because at the end of the day, you know what, we didn't play ba- we didn't play well, but you know what, in the when it came to the to the end of the game, two goals in four minutes three points, a tough, a long away trip, you know, so for the, like that, that, you know, it, it felt, like you said, it felt good. It, I didn't necessarily look at it too bad at the, you know, we didn't play well and because it, it, you know, the shit happens and, and we were also coming off of, uh, or no, sorry, we beat Maritimo to nothing. Sorry, it wasn't the Braga, but nonetheless, you know, it, shit happens and, and sometimes, you know, that that's needed to, to build confidence. Um, so yeah, that's how I, I, I really seen, um, just quickly to give my two cents on the Europa League game, you know, it, it's good to to go to to to, to London and, and to, for these next two games to face Arsenal with six points. It gives us a bit of breathing room, even if we didn't, we don't, uh, we don't win either of the, our games against them. You know, the six points is still a bit of a cushion, and uh, you know we can we can still have that bit of advantage over the other two teams in the league and and uh, in our group. I mean, and then. Um, you know, we just have to go to Azerbaijan and then we face the Ukrainian team at home. So um, it's not too bad. And, and, and at least we got the, the, the three points against them. Um, Steph, quickly, give me your, your two cents of, of the Open League and, and how you've seen that last game. I'm going to let uh, Zé go first. And uh, I want Zé to come back to our show because uh, he does know a lot about, uh, about, about, sure, about, about our club. So, Zé, go first. Uh, well... In regards to Europe, like I had mentioned earlier, couldn't watch the game. I had to listen the last really 10 minutes of it on my app. Um, I did see the video of uh, Freddie's goal. I think that was the first goal that he scored. Um, I mean, kudos to him being under pressure. I think he he, he trapped the ball with his chest or he he received the ball on his chest. He trapped it, controlled it. Controlled it one more time with his foot, faked out another defender, if I remember, and just shot the ball past the goalie. And how many strikers around the world in this game would have completely messed up that moment? So, I mean, yeah, he has his criticisms when he's not consistent, but that was definitely a number 10 moment for him when he scored that goal. Um, I mean, also negative towards the... uh, the, the, the defender, I saw one of the defenders had stepped up and misjudged the, the trajectory of that cross. And, hey, everything fell in place. That's how soccer goes sometimes today that soccer gods, I guess we're getting punished for that. It's uh, one of my favorite sayings in soccer is when you fail to score a goal in an empty netter or something like that, generally you're going to you're going to give up the goal on the other end. It always seems to happen. Yeah. Karma just, I, I don't know. Uh, I it's guess it got, got to us today. It's how they say in Portuguese. You know, if we can get a draw 
hopefully in London at home against Arsenal. I, listen, I don't care if, if the EPL is the best league in the world, whatever, whoever's coming to the Avalad, I'm going to expect Sporting to get the win. Um, but if we can get a tie at least out of one of these two games and hopefully another win at home in the second half of the group stage, I mean, we should be good. But, you know, yeah. I, I don't, don't want to count the chickens before they hatch because, you know, karma again. I, I, I'm a believer in that, but I don't know. That's all I have to say about that with the Europa League. Agreed. Steph, two cents. Okay, so basically the Europa League, we got lucky to win the game in uh, in Ukraine. We, we we did pull it off, which is, which is phenomenal for a number of reasons. The number of reasons is... We were ranked 33. We jumped to to uh, 32. It's not significant, but we we gotta move up the ramps in the UEFA ranking. Also, we help we help the Portuguese ranking. We rank number seven as a, a country, Portugal, and uh, number six is Russia. So we slightly gained some ground against Russia. So having Sporting, if he can Porto winning. Which I'm a firm believe believer of that. I don't. I'm not a the kind of sportingista, and I know Zach can relate to me on that. Yep. That uh, uh, strives uh, that Befica. I want Befica to lose all the time or Porto losing all the time. I'm not the kind of sportingista. You can calm me out of that little club. To me, I I hate that. Um, I think as a Portuguese person, I want Sporting to win in the international competitions. I want Benfica to win, and I want Porto to win, and I want Braga to win, and Guimarães and Belenso and so on if they're involved in the international competitions. That's the way I think. Yep. Because if that's not the way you think, one of these days we're going to be in the 10th position in the UEFA ranking, which means that the champion of Portugal will have to go in the second playoffs of the Champions League, which would be an embarrassment. So if you want to keep the seventh ranking of the uh, of uh, the, the, the ranking as a port as a country as Portugal, we you have to I'm not saying hey Befica Barcoto's contents. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if Befica wins you, you 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 have to be able to say hey, that was a good win because they won in a international level. If Porto wins, that was a good win, one nothing away, you know, and it's good for the Portuguese ranking. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I I don't jump with joy. Hey, Porto Cano. No, I say hey, that was a good win, a Portuguese team, which is good. So that's what I'm talking about. So in that aspect, it was a very successful. Bound for the Portuguese teams. Um, in 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 uh, the, um, uh, I have to shout out, uh, give a shout out to our handball team. They went to Turkey. They won, which is now in first place of the Champions League of uh, handball. We could talk about a lot of negative things, but let's talk about the positive things. Yeah, I was actually so, just going to get into modalidades, but uh, yeah. at, since you mentioned handball, another phenomenal goal from. Duas How ratas. he does these things, I don't get it. Duas but, ratas, duas ratas, viste? Yeah, yeah, duas yeah. ratinhas, duas ratinhas. I posted on, on our Twitter account. And uh, Ucas Ruegas is one of our followers, and we follow him too. Yeah. And uh, I would like to thank him for that because we don't have a lot of professional players following us. He's one of uh, 
of the three we have him Carline Baldwin and a few players from the goal ball um, so th thanks for that um, but handball hands down they they were phenomenal another uh, another team in our modalities they've been playing great and people don't give them credit it's our females rugby team they won the super tasa 37 nothing against uh, Agri de Coimbra which are uh, hands down to them um, they won a trophy for our club it'll go to the museum another one was uh, futsal 11 nothing against uh, our opponent uh, for super tasa and uh, recently in uh, uh, in um, ping pong uh, uh, table tennis they won against uh, a, a source team um, which is a super tasa that will go into our museum as well so I know we lost in volleyball. I know we lost in handball. I know we lost in uh, in uh, in other modalities. Hockey as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Seeing hockey patins was quatro. Yeah. But you know why we lost in handball também contra Benfica. But we won against Benfica at home for the year championship. So let's give value to the wins we win. And not so much to because I see a couple of people putting stuff together. Oh, a super tasas que se perdeu. Yeah, what about the super tasas we won? We won quite a few, yeah. you know. So let's not focus on the negative, but also on the positives. We're not going to win every game. That's a known fact. But the games we win, let's let's talk about that. And that that's me as a Sportingista. Eu como Sportingista, I'm going to talk about the good things and the bad things. But I'm I'm being realistic. We're not gonna win every game. Yeah. The 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 ladies they won the super they they lost the super tasa against Sporting Braga, and that was one of the best games against Braga. But we lost it. But a couple games ago, we didn't play so well when we won. It was you know it was meant to be. One of these days we would have lost against Braga and we lost last time. So with all that said, all I gotta say is the biggest embarrassment for me was not our modalities, but it was losing against Portimonense and Walgarov. The way and we lost it. The way we lost it, which yeah. is a field with the same dimensions of José Stadio Avalade. To me, it doesn't matter if you play at home or away, it's the same dimensions, the same measurements. It's how you play, the attitude you play with. It doesn't matter that you play com o jersey do Sporting com Portugal. Se não dás ao litro, vais perder. We lost. Beautiful. I think uh, that was actually the perfect way to end it, you know, giving up uh, from the modalidade. So now we'll never be able to upload this to the other platforms for other listeners to be listening to this. Um, but quickly before we sign off, anything else anybody wants to say and get off their chest? Nando, you haven't spoken in a while. Anything you want to say? Yeah, man. I think it's um, real quick. I think it's it's a little weird. It's a little shady um, that Sosa Sintra continues to be around the Sporting uh, administration post elections. Um, I'm not trying to sound like that that pessimist guy who thinks that you know there's or brings up a conspiracy theory. However, the guy made it made his point very clear. At least he tried to. And saying that you know, once the elections happened, that he would gracefully uh, leave the scene. He did his job, and uh, now it's Varanda's thing to do. However, he's consistently being seen around, uh, and I'm I'm reading other people's tweets about this, but he's consistently being seen around Alvalade. Um, it's not the first game that he's been with Varanda since Varanda's taken over in the Tribuna, 
And um, this is a guy who was Sporty's president. And after he left Sporty's presidency, his first go round, we never heard anything else about him other than his beer company. So suddenly he gets a second uh, kick at Sporting. And now he seems like he's he likes that spotlight. He likes his spot. I don't know, man. Something shade a mile. Something just doesn't doesn't seem right there. And uh, I, I hope it's just me being paranoid. However, I've been reading the same sentiment from other people. I don't think he's helping Varandas. If, if anything, if, if let's say he's just giving advice, in quote, um, it, that's not letting Varandas create his own identity and letting Varandas do what he needs to do. So watching him in the tribuna today, sitting near Varandas, seeing him the other day as well next to Antonio Salvador with Varandas, um, that, sh- that, that kind of pisses me off, man. It's, it's, that's not your team. You're not the vice president. You did what you did. Great. Goodbye. Thanks. If you guys wanted to do that to Brun Carvalho and did the same thing, now you can see yourself out the door as well. You did your job. Now let somebody else do theirs. Okay, really fast. I forgot two things. With futsal, they qualify for the elite um, futsal cup. They won 5 nothing today. Um, and also um, the Iniciates won uh, against Turil. And uh, Juvenis also won. So congrats, congratulations to them. And our volleyball team in the first round of volleyball won 3-1 against Sporting Spino, which, which is typically away at Sporting Spino, uh, a very difficult game. That's all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thank you, Steph, for that. Because, you know, this is Sporting Club Portugal, not Sporting Club Football. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we gotta we gotta show up we gotta show love to all of our athletes. Just one more thing, Carlos yeah. Ruega, what's the goal he scored against the Turkish team? Duas ratas, epa, kugulão. Go go on Twitter, no Sporting and Ball. Emil, kugul, epa, é uma delícia. I almost came. Yeah, listen, he I I wasn't really big on handball before. Um, like maybe I, for the I told past you. few years, until I've seen Carlos Cuega play, my God, I've, I've started watching more and more games. Anyways, before we sign off, I want to say a special thank you to Zé Pereira. Uh, thank not you only for, vez, for thank being, you uh, vez, Zé Pereira. For sure. Most for sure. Thanks for the... Thank, thank, thank you for, uh, for um, you know, always interacting with us on Twitter, always interacting with us on the podcast. Thank you for joining halfway through. Um, we really appreciate you, bro. And uh, anything you want to say before we uh, we send this off? Uh, well, I just want to piggyback a little bit quickly what Steph was saying about yeah, sure. um, about the uh, playing in Europe, you know, the, the UEFA Cup and the Champions League. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I've had plenty of fans from all the clubs telling me I'm a fake fan because I want Benfica to beat Juventus to qualify for the <laughs> Europa League finals. And I just tell people, you know, if you don't like my opinion, send it to me in writing. I'll make sure I'll, I'll get to it. Um <laughs> And as, as as far as as our UEFA standings, I mean, looking at the coefficients, we're not going to drop because we're too far ahead. Um, too far, too from too far. Brain. Yeah, too, we're too far ahead. But looking at the coefficients um, next year, Russia's actually because five years ago they had a better season than than we did. So next mm-hmm. year we're actually going to drop a little bit farther. But Porto could do us a big favor uh, in the next couple weeks, you know, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, you know, like I said, just thanks for the for the invite. Uh, you know, as some of you might know, I did my first podcast debut a few weeks ago with Azagias because I was asked to come on come on as as the Spartanista. Um, and as some of you also may know, this is my fifth season 
as a uh, MLS beat writer for a very specific team. Um, Which one? Uh, the New England Revolution. Although, okay, I, nice. I, although I will admit there hasn't been a whole lot for me to or much of anything from anyone to say. Um, <laughs> we're just about done with the year, but it's always fun talking with other people, uh, you know, other writers who watch the game. Yeah. Always fun talking with other people who watch it for fun for podcasts um, because they're passionate and it's always fun just interacting with other people. And sometimes it's good doing it verbally or audially instead of 140 characters at a time or 280, whatever, whatever the limit is. For sure. Mm -hmm. for sure. So, hey, that's hey, all Danny. I got. hey, Danny, do you want to talk about the, uh, the Arsenal uh, podcast? Uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll leave it to Twitter more because uh, I think we're going to have those guys on, uh, when we face them. So I, I kind of still want to be, well, I guess we sort of gave it away. I, I, I was thinking <laughs> it was a bit of more of a surprise, but, uh, yeah, next podcast we may or may not, but more likely may have some, uh, some North, North London, North Londoners here on the podcast Some diehard Arsenal fans have reached out to us. We won't say the podcast as of yet, but, uh. You know, uh, follow us on Twitter to follow all of that because uh, you know we're making we're making big moves. Um, anyways, guys, thanks for coming on again. Another great podcast. Uh, definitely cheered me up a bit after uh, that disappointing loss today. Um, again, Zeth, thank you for coming on. I know me and you we have the, our debates on Twitter, but there's no denying you're a grand sportingista, bro. I would never deny that from from you and. Anyone yeah. who thinks that is fucking stupid. Been, been, a, been a fan since the early 90s. I've seen a lot of shit. You've seen it all, buddy. I've seen it all. <laughs> but I, I, I hate to, uh, and I'm, I'm guilty of that too. I hate to judge someone via Twitter or via Facebook or WhatsApp because sometimes messages or Twitters are misleading. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, guys, thanks for joining us on another 160 podcast. Thank you for everybody that interacted with us on the chat. I think this has definitely been the most um, the most messaged and the most interactive chat we've had um, and the most watched we've had live, at least. Thank you very much, everybody. Keep following us on Twitter. Keep following the podcast. And um, yeah, thank you, guys. Vivo uh, Zepreda. Viva Zé Pereira, viva Steph, viva Nando, and viva... E viva Pereira. Viva, viva Rei Sacana. That's what I'm known as. <laughs> viva Rei Sacana. Viva Pereira, my merda. Okay. <laughs> later, guys. Later. All right. Good night, everybody. Later. Viva